This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. Sports to the Max. News Talk 830 WCCO festive show tonight. Joining us now, Scott Savore on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. And he, uh, what he does is what we've been talking about, working with, uh, you know, not in the corporate world and, and the NBA world, uh, teams and players on trying to get it right emotionally. He joins us now. Scott, thank you for joining us. Explain exactly what you do because you can explain it better than I can in a paragraph. Max, thanks for the conversation. Uh, excited. So I've been very spoiled, very bre- very blessed. Thanks for listening um, in the performance world. Right now I'm a leadership analyst and I work with individuals, teams, and companies. So I've been very spoiled to be in a lot of basketball environments that are exaggerate, exaggerated from high school, college, and pro, and then on the business side too. So very fortunate. What do they ask you to do when they bring you into a basketball situation? Uh, build leaders faster. Very simply put, that's the reason why my business exists. And uh, again, been, been fortunate to be around and observe some amazing individual performers in basketball, all levels, coaches included, and then uh, also on the business side too. So it's been fun to watch that leadership. What, what's the difference between a great leader as a coach and a great leader as a player in terms of emotionally? Phenomenal question. I don't think there's a exception to the rule. I believe the skills carry over. So like you said earlier on the show, emotional intelligence is a really, really big deal. And it starts with leading by example from the coaches. And then that trickles down and creates great positive snowballs for the players in performance. Okay, let, let's get to the specifics of this series to an extent. Carl Anthony Towns uh, is a leader because he's a talented player. He gets emotionally uh, swept away sometimes in a game, but you want your star to be emotionally invested and have great passion. The other night he converted that into a 30-point night, and he was outstanding. How hard is it for players to learn the difference between having passion and being having emotional intelligence? Yeah, phenomenal. So, again, it's not easy for anyone, but uh, a smart person said a long time ago, uh, we never rise to the occasion ever. We rise or fall based on the level of our training. So emotional intelligence is something we all need to invest in and train intentionally with. And I believe this is kind of the new analytic right now in leadership. And it's been fun watching the Timberwolves grow over the years and get an opportunity to demonstrate the fruits of those labors in the playoffs here at the end of the season. But, like, when you're sticking and, and you're going, okay, uh, whether it's Towns or whoever that you'd be working with, and, and clearly this is your best player, and you need your best player at his best every night, and you want him to be a leader on the team. And he may or may not have experience as a leader, depending on how he grew up and what AAU program he was in and all those things. How do you begin to sit down and say, okay, we need you to be a leader for this team. We know you're the best player for this team. The next thing you need to do is is what or is it completely different player to player yeah phenomenal so it all starts with defining first exactly what it looks like so when you get an undesirable call from a referee or an opponent 
uh, stretches your skills in any way, emotionally or psychologically. You have to define exactly what high performance looks like or leadership looks like and what it doesn't look like. So like an our way or no way type situation, define it. Then you can measure it or score it like a video game almost, and then you can develop it. And I think a lot of people respectfully sometimes skip over the first two steps. And there are times, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, when the right thing, the right uh, reaction is an outburst, meaning uh, there are times when a coach has to finally get a technical foul or a player to make their point. It's just that you have to be so skilled in your emotional intelligence that you recognize when it is, right? Max, you know, you've seen a million games, and uh, the people, when they get that stimulus from the referee or the impact of the game, you can either react or respond, but uh, it's something that you've got to train for, and uh, it's coming no matter what. You already know. How about when you're talking about a relationship between a coach and a player and maybe not the star player, but the guy that's a rotation player that that's in and out. And we know how this goes, Scott, right? Everybody, I, I mean, playing time is more coveted than money and more coveted. I mean, it's, it, playing time is everything when you're competing as an athlete because you can do nothing unless you're on the floor. Uh, how, how do you, how do you advise coaches and players to interact with each other, uh, in terms of, you know, it won't always be a favorable decision as to how much they use that player at that time, but they can still have a productive relationship with a coach. How do they go about that? Yeah. So John Wooden changed my life. I was fortunate to get a master's at University of Tennessee and learned from the gentleman who interviewed John Wooden, mic'd him up during practice. Same thing with Pat Summon and Jerry Tarkanian. And it was literally starting with this first mindset with all those players. Uh, everyone is always in the game. And that's the approach that the best teams in the history of the world have ever seen any level execute all the time. Everyone's always in the game. So it doesn't matter if you have, you're dressed in street clothes, you're on the bench, you're getting significant minutes. It has no bearing. Like that's the mentality from uh, beginning of the season to the end, no question. What's the hardest part about getting them to buy into that? Yeah, so it comes with uh, finding what happiness is. A lot of guys and gals need a made basket to make them happy. They need that to be dependent upon to activate them for the next play or the next spread down the floor. And that's kind of a new thing that's coming up, too, in analytics, where how do we measure uh, the motivation of a player? That gets really interesting because that's hard, right? You don't want players Mm -hmm. to take plays off tomorrow night. And uh, if the speed bumps or the undesirable situations of the game show up, which we know they are, right, what do you do? And you got to have a plan for that, all great ideas in the plan. And uh, it's just a really, really exciting opportunity once you kind of develop some competitive advantages in that space. Scott Savore is our guest. He coaches the coaches of the team. He had a chance to sit with Wooden uh, a few years ago, before he passed away, more than a few years ago, in his condo for two and a half wow. hours and, and, and interview him. I still got the raw tape of the interview. And so much of what he you know, talks about, the pyramid of success, he's famous for all that. But so much of it is you got to look inside yourself and measure yourself against yourself as opposed to, and, and the same as a team, right? It, it, you know, they talked about how he didn't scout other teams. Some would say, well, they were so good that it didn't matter if they scouted them or not. But, but his point was we, it, we, it, we need to, to play our best and get the best out of ourselves. And, and, and that's hard sometimes though for, for athletes too, because uh, we measure ourselves so much statistically and in box scores, don't we? Oh, 100%. And you know this better than anyone. Comparison is the death of joy. It Don't sure is. Measuring your skills. Yeah. And it'll, it'll pick us off like a sniper at times and distract us and take us away from, you know, where we're all trying to pull the cart in the same direction. So that's something that, you know, you've heard this, a dog in the hunt doesn't know it's got fleas. 
So it doesn't matter what's going on. You're, you're laser focused and you're aiming at the right thing. And um, that's a fun coach's job too. What about when a player comes to you and you're working with them they're going, hey, I know I'm better than the player that's in front of me and it's driving me crazy. What do you say? Yeah, so it starts with asking different questions maybe that they've never asked themselves. So one question would be, we always ask players, high-level players, what motivates you? They might say two or three things. And then you ask them and you reframe it. Like Da Vinci taught me, you reframe the question, what can motivate you? And you take them from being limited to two or three things that motivates them or you know, getting more minutes or things like that, getting the desirables versus everything can motivate me. And then you share them a ton of examples and then they take less plays off over time. That's the goal. So that's, that's a really fun process. Do you think you can, I mean, can you teach your visualization and video? Is, is that a great teaching tool for you? Can you show, like you were talking about earlier, can you show the coach that gets a, or the player that gets a terrible call that doesn't overreact uh, to the referee? Can, can, can you show that to him? Uh, do, do you have visual means of teaching now, uh, teaching tools that are really effective? Well, 100%. But here's the magical piece that I found. Uh, you can install core value, value-driven drills inside of training, inside of practices, inside of workouts. And that literally magnifies the u- utility of everything that a coach does that's well and solves instead of maybe like two or three problems, maybe seven or eight problems inside of a drill that, you know, maybe 10, 12 years ago, nobody ever even thought about. So that's a really exciting uh, strategy. Give me an example of that. Yeah, so let's say – uh, one of your values is discipline on your team, or one of your values is you're trying to prioritize defense. Well, you could do a drill called David versus Goliath that I've been very fortunate to be a part of, and I've learned from you know other experts that kind of morphed into this drill where you can highlight and magnify and demonstrate so that the players can feel how fun defense can actually be. And then uh, you involve the team, there's a feeling behind it, whatever, whatever, but you score like a video game and you score the 100% controllable variables in this one versus one experience and everybody's supporting David, Goliath's on an island by himself. Goliath is trying to get a bucket in two or two, two or three seconds. And it's just a really, really intentional, purposeful drill that um, is kind of like some new age stuff that's coming out, especially in practice. So what you're saying is, in general, most of us, at least myself and many, defense was just like, well, i got to play defense only because I get to play offense if I play defense. (laughs) There wasn't a great carrot dangling there. But what you're saying is there is a way to take kids or pit players and say, we can make defense fun, competitive, and something you love to do. 100%. It's the only chance you have. I mean, people, the players follow their feelings. And you'll see tomorrow night when the ball jumps up, it's an emotional game but how can you get them to get emotionally addicted to the logic that the team best supports? And I think that's the only chance you have, especially in uh, real intense competitive situations. So, so in general, if you were to say, how long does it take to get maximum results from what you just said? Can you do it in a week, a month, a season, two years? What is it? Yeah, great question. Nobody knows. Like you were talking about referees earlier, like yeah. how much do they really influence the game or are they well-intended? you know everyone's situation is so different. It's it's kind of situationally appropriate. Some people accelerate at a high level, like a couple of your guests talked about earlier, like Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe he's made morphological changes because of this playoff experience in, you know, in relative situation of past years. It's all situationally appropriate. So uh, you just try to put the stuff out there, the strategies, keep them simple, make sure they're digestible, put a little juice behind them, and then let the chips fall where they may, you know.
Okay, I'm going to give you an inside example of what I believe is happening with Carl Anthony Towns based on conversations that I have with people on the inside. I believe that Patrick Beverly came here and he's been this great addition for the team. And one of the things that he did was he told Towns, you got to be the alpha on this team. And about halfway through the year, uh, you saw Towns become the alpha. I mean, he was committed, especially in the fourth quarter. He wanted the ball. All the things you'd want from a superstar. It wasn't a playoff scenario. It was a game-by-game scenario, so he probably got away with more. And, and, and it was because at Beverly's direction. It's one of the reasons that they want to sign Beverly. Now, I think that uh, Towns may have kind of – he hasn't exactly learned – what that means, you know, that, that he's well-intentioned, but he hasn't quite learned what Beverly means by that. How do you tweak that so you get the best of a Towns or someone like that because they're well-intentioned, they just haven't quite figured out exactly when to turn the button on and off? Sure, phenomenal assessment. I, I agree a million percent. After coding about probably and, and scoring the leadership of the Timberwolves over the last 10 years, respectfully, uh, you know, People aren't always asking, players aren't always asking, whether it's Carl Anthony Towns, respectfully, or anyone else, to uh, have a prescription that they need or that's undesirable, right? Uh, it changed my life because here's a piece of wisdom that relates to what you just said, please. If you don't have any obvious enemies, they are hiding amongst your friends. And I believe that's specific 100% to cat situation where Patrick Beverly shows up, maybe uh, creates some undesirable situations to increase Carl Anthony Towns' leadership. And he was at a time in his life where he was a little bit more open, mm-hmm. maybe versus like a Jimmy Butler showed up in the past or someone else. Now, I was told that and, Butler did the exact same thing Beverly did, but Towns wasn't ready for that yet. There you go. Yep. So, hey, Scott, we could do it all night. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for the, uh, for the time, and hopefully we can check in with you again at some point in time. Appreciate you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. You too, Scott Savore. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.